Welcome to the Leadership Masterclass Podcast, where we help leaders like you live and lead on purpose and with purpose. I'm your host, JC Hurtado Prater, yours truly. With each episode, our objective remains the same. We believe in the power of organizations to help make the world a better place through empowering the capacities and capabilities of people. Therefore, leaders must get it right, and we try to help you get it right so that everybody wins. We do our best to drop a new episode every Tuesday. Please like, subscribe, follow, tell your friends. But for the next 20 seconds, sit back, relax, and enjoy the music. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, episode 208, episode 208. And we're going to do something a little bit different this week. I, uh, as most of you know, I am a professor at the Fermanian School of Business at Point Loma Nazarene University here in San Diego, California. Uh, It's a job I love very much. I wake up every day and I, I pinch myself that I get a chance to do this. Part of my responsibility, obviously, is teaching. And so I teach some in person and I teach some online. And so for the online classes, um, every week I put together a a podcast for my students, for the the different classes that that I teach. And then we get those out to the students and then they have to answer questions from that. Um, So here's what I thought I would do this week. I want to I want to share one of those podcasts with you because As I was going through it this week, I said, you know what, this is a good reminder for any of us who are leaders. And it's just the it's just the reminder that it's never about us. And I think it's an important reminder. Uh, Leadership is about connecting with other people. It's about empowering other people. And so uh, I, I just thought that that this week for our episode this week, that this would be a good reminder. So sit back, relax and enjoy. Um. Uh, the podcast uh, today as we as we take you to one of the Prof JC video podcast. I'll see you at the end. Enjoy. Leadership's always outward facing. It's always about other people. So let's dive in here today. I want to talk about this idea of connection, how it's always and only about uh, other people. I want to read a few things. I'm here on page two. John Maxwell states this, people cannot succeed in life without communicating effectively. It's not enough just to work hard. It's not enough to do a great job. To be successful, you need to learn how to really communicate with other people. I'm going to go to the next page. He says, I'm convinced, and this is John Maxwell speaking here, I'm convinced that more than ever, uh, that, that good communication and leadership are all about connecting. If you can connect with others at every level, one-on-one, in groups, and with an audience, your relationships are stronger, your sense of community improves, your ability to create teamwork increases, your influence increases, and your productivity skyrockets. Uh, He goes on to read this, 
And again, this is John Maxwell speaking here. I'm probably best known for my writing and speaking on leading. If you want to become more productive and influential, learn to become a better leader because everything, and I love this saying that he says, and I believe this, everything rises and falls on leadership. And that's why I think that the degree that you are pursuing is so important because this is true. Everything rises and falls in leadership. And the best leaders are always excellent connectors. And and then he goes on, he gives a case study here where he talks about um, Ronald Reagan. Now, this is going way back. Most of you probably do not remember this, but this is Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter. At some point, they were in the middle of a debate, their final debate. <laughs> Excuse me. Their final debate, October 28, 1980. So this is a long time ago. Carter came across as cold and impersonal to every question he was asked. Carter responded with facts and figures. Walter Cronkite, who was a very famous reporter back then, described Carter <laughs> Excuse me, as humorless. Dan Rather called Carter stoic and disengaged. And as Carter made a case to be reelected, he seemed to bounce back and forth between trying to impress people by stating cold facts and trying to make his listeners feel sympathy for him and the burden of his job. So again, he's got two things wrong there. He's trying to impress people. Okay. And then he's trying to make people feel sympathy for him. That's two strikes against you as a speaker and as a leader right? If you're out there trying to impress other people, if you're out there trying to make people feel sympathy or any kind of emotion for you, you're not getting it right. Leadership is always and only about other people. Um, so so, so this is basically talking about the reason why Ronald Reagan won back in 1980 was because, and here's the sentence, his focus was on the people. He was always thinking about the other people, okay? So, that's what chapter one basically talks about. It, it's 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 important to always be, you know, it's important to connect. It's it's important to understand the power of connection and how it can drastically transform your life and your leadership. Uh, now I'm in chapter two here. Okay, we're getting into this idea that it's always and only about other people. And and here's what this has to say: Good teachers. I'm on page twenty six. Good teachers, leaders, and speakers don't see themselves as experts with passive audiences that they need to impress, nor do they view their interest as most important. Instead, I love this one right here. They see themselves as guides and focus on helping other people learn, other people learn, because they value others. They work at connecting with people that they are teaching or trying to help, okay? There's a great... Um, uh, I was in a leadership conference. This was several years ago, and um, there's a great speaker there, Donald Miller. I don't know if you've been, if you read any of his books, you've heard about him, but it's, he wrote a book called Blue Like Jazz, and now he does a whole bunch of stuff around storytelling and marketing. And and uh, but he was in front of a, a group of three thousand leaders, and he talked about the importance of. And now he was talking specifically about when you get up in front of people and you talk, and he talked. Um about the importance of not trying to be Superman, but instead being the guide. And, and here's what he said. If you watch any hero movie, right? Superman, Batman, Catwoman. I, I don't know all these. I don't really watch these, so I'm not sure. But 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 any movie like that, The Lord of the Rings, all that kind of stuff. There's the main, I don't know if you call him the protagonist. There's the main character who's the superpower, right? But then there's always the person who's the guide, Every single movie has one of those, right? You've got the protagonist, but then you've got the guide. And with Batman, it's, uh, I forget his name, but he's he's the butler, right? He's the gentleman who raises him after his, 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 his parents were killed. 
And so what he was telling this crowd was he said too many people and speakers get up in front of people and they try to be Superman. They try to be Batman. They want to be the hero, but they don't realize that everybody who's coming to them. And we're going to talk about this throughout the next few weeks. Everybody who's coming to listen to them speak in their minds, they're the hero. And so what he said, if you want to be successful at speaking to lots of people, mass groups of people, you've got to put yourself in the position of the guide and make the audience the hero, make those people who are in the room the hero. And so your position is is the guide. And I got to tell you, that was one of the most game changing moments for me where I, when I realized that this is what I wanted to do the rest of my life is to commit myself to being the guide, to stand alongside great people, great heroes like yourself and to help other people push through and reach their full and highest potential. But I think what he was trying to say, it's not just about speakers as well, but it's also about leaders. If we can step out of that hero mindset and not try to impress people, as we talked about earlier, not try to um, just don't make it about us in any possible way. You know, one of the, uh, one of the other sayings I've heard before is that, that when somebody gets ready to speak, if they're nervous, it's because they're making it all about themselves, right? If you're able to get up and speak in front of a group of people and you you don't have the nerves, more than likely you're walking in because you're you're there to serve the people, right? And, and you're not worried about yourself. You're not worried about how they're going to think about you and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, so anyway, it's this whole mindset that leadership is stepping into that guide position and letting other people be the hero of their story. And we are the guides. Uh, it says right here, page 29, Connecting is never about me. It's about the person with whom I'm communicating. Similarly, when you are trying to connect with people, it's not about you. It's about them. If you want to connect with others, you have to get over yourself. And 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 then he lists these different reasons. Why is it that people struggle to put other people first? Well, then he lists a few reasons. Uh, the reason number one is this, is, is immaturity, right? People who are immature can't put other people first. So then he says this, that when I began leading and communicating, this is John Maxwell speaking. He, he said, with other professionally, I was young and immature. I was in my early 20s and I didn't see the big picture. I saw only myself. Everyone and everything was in the background. Right. Oh, my goodness. And then he mentions right here. I'm just now seeing this Donald Miller, who I just talked about. He says, Donald, Donald Miller, the author of Blue Like Jazz. That's cool. See, John Maxwell is talking about this guy as well. Likens immaturity to thinking that life is a movie, which you're the star. He's talking about this. That's the way it was for me. Too many of the goals I pursued and the tasks I completed were about my desires, my progress, my my success. And I look back now and marvel at how selfish my attitude was. Maturity. Okay, this is what John Maxwell says, is the ability to see and act on behalf of other people. Maturity is the ability to see and act on behalf of other people. Okay, that's when you know you've met a mature person. That's when you know that you've met them because it's not about them. It's about uh, other people. So what else gets us in trouble? John Maxwell talks about ego. There's a very real danger with for people with uh, with public professions, such as speaking or leadership or whatever, to develop unhealthily strong egos. Leaders, speakers, and teachers can develop a disproportionate sense of their own importance. Okay, uh, so you understand that one. Ego can get in the way of us putting other people in front of ourselves. Failure to vow uh, uh, to value everyone else. Failure to value other people. And and then uh, John Maxwell states, today I see my purpose as adding value to others. It, it has become the focus of my life. And, and anyone who knows me understands how important it is to me. However, to add value to others, one must first value other people. In the early years of my career, John Maxwell says, I didn't do that. 
And you understand that, right? But it starts with this mindset of saying, I actually love these people. I'm walking into this room. I'm leading these people. And it's not because I'm trying to get a better salary. It's not because I'm trying to impress my parents. It's not because I'm trying to make a name for myself. It's because I love these people. I I love the customers. I love the stakeholders. I love our clients. And I want to help them, right? That's the mindset we have to switch to. He talks about another reason is insecurity. Right. He says the final reason people often place too much focus on themselves and not on others is because they're insecure. And then he talks about being insecure himself. Most of us have struggled with that. Okay, at some point in our life, we've dealt with some kind of insecurity. Now, here are the three questions that people are asking about you when you step into a room to teach. When you step in a room to lead, and again, most of you are going out to become leaders, I hope that some of you become professors and become teachers. And I think, this is my own personal opinion, but I'm biased here. I think that uh, most of the great leaders out there, at their very heart, they are teachers and coaches, right? So I think that's a skill you got to develop. But the point I'm trying to make is anytime you step in front of other people, you got to understand that people are always asking these questions about you, okay? They want to know these three things about you. And so here we go. They want to know, number one, does this person, you, okay, when you step in front of them, does this person care for me? Think about the best experiences you've had with people in your life, and I want you to really stop for a moment and try to recall three or four of those experiences, okay? What do all of them have in common? I bet that the person or people involved in them genuinely cared about you, Okay, And that's very true. If you think about the greatest experiences you've had with life, the times you felt most at home, most at peace, most loved, if I can use that word. It's probably because you were surrounded by people who really genuinely cared about you. He's got these um, he's got these uh, quotes down here. I love this. So in business, here's a great quote for you, for those of you who are going to be great businessmen and businesswomen out there. You can't make the other fellow feel important in your presence if you secretly feel that he is a nobody. Wow. If you think If you're really in your mindset, you're looking at somebody like you're better than they are. You can't make them feel value no matter how much you try. You've got to really see value in them. That was from Les Giblin, who's the former National Salesman of the Year. Uh, In politics, here's what Abraham Lincoln had to say. If you would win a man to your cause, first convince him that you are his sincere friend. you got to care about him first. He has to at least think that, right? Now, there are traits, right? So I I do a lot of training out in industry, and we just did a training a few weeks ago with a group of leaders who are dynamic, great managers. The problem is that I I should call them managers, and they're probably not great leaders yet, but, but they're young, they're in their 20s and 30s, and they don't quite get it yet. And so we actually went through a, a, uh, a course where or, or part of that day, part of that day training was teaching them, here's how you can, uh, I don't want to say fake it, but here's, if you need to, here's how you can fake being sincere. Because you had a bunch of people who they're in that class because their leaders have said, these people need training to learn how to lead people better. And so we talked about even if you don't care, you have to make people feel that you care, right? Now, that's between you and me. I think you need to care. I think it's real important that you do care about other people. But if you're the type of person that really just doesn't care about other people, but you want to lead and and you want to be effective, you've got to at least make the person care or or, or think that you care, okay? In in entertainment, Luciano Povarotti, who's one of my favorite singers of all all time, he says this. I love this quote right here. Some singers want the audience to love them. I love the audience. Think about the greatest entertainers out there. 
the greatest musicians that you're going to see. Now, I'm from a different generation than most of you on this call. So if I start listing mine, uh, you probably won't even know who they are. But the greatest ones out there do the work that they do because they love the people. And they love their talent, obviously. They want to be good at their talent. Obviously, they've worked really hard in, in private to get to where they are in public. But one of them that I can think of right now is um, is Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks and Michael Buble are two entertainers that when you watch them, I uh, think of another one is Reba McIntyre, right? When you watch these people, Dolly Parton's another one. Uh, when you watch them sing, it was 100%. It's always about the audience. Michael Buble is phenomenal. If you've ever been to one of his concerts, he loves his audience. You can see that in social media. You can see it with everything he does. He really, he loves the audience. It's not about Michael Buble. It's all about the audience. And that's why he connects so well. And that's why with Frank Sinatra, type songs that he's singing he's still commanding arenas around the world stadiums and arenas around the world because he loves the audience and and see that's key right there okay and then our final one is from ministry and it's from norman vincent peel very famous pastor back in the 70s and 80s he says i get a speech over with because i love people i get a speech over with because i love people and i want to help. i'm not exactly sure what that means but but it goes back to this loving other people. So number one, people are always asking, does this person, do you, do you care for them? And number two, they're asking the question, can you help me? So first they're asking, do you care for me? Second, they're asking, can you help me? Okay. And uh, so I'm not going to go into the whole story here, but you just got to understand that the people who are sitting in front of you, whether they're the people that you lead, whether they're the people that you... Uh, uh, that you're speaking to, whatever it looks like, they're thinking about themselves. And see, that's one of the keys that you got to remember in leadership. People are always thinking about themselves. In some of the trainings we do, we've got this, we've got these two terms with them and with it. Okay. W I I F M W I I F T. We, we, we need to consistently understand people are always thinking with them. What's in it for me? What's in it for me? 100% of the time, people are thinking that way. So as leaders, our mindset has to turn, and then we've got to be thinking with it, what's in it for them? People are always thinking about that. Anytime someone's standing in front of you, uh, you got to understand, they're not thinking about you, okay? Now, you got to get over that, and you can't be angry with human beings about that. You you can't get mad at them. You just got to understand, that's human nature. People are never, they're always thinking about them themselves. That's just how human nature works, especially in our Western civilization, where it's very individualized here in the United States of America. Okay. So they're always asking that question, can you help me? So you've got to come to the table and you've got to make sure you're offering value to add to other people. And, and then the third question people are always asking when you're walking into the room, into the room as the leader, speaker, teacher, coach, or whatever it is, can I trust you? Can I trust you? Now, trust takes time, okay? It doesn't happen overnight. <clears throat> you know, I actually had somebody tell me that when you come new to an organization, especially if it's a large organization that's been around for a while, a minimum of six years before you earn any, any, any kind of serious trust within that organization. And I believe that to be true. I believe that to be true. Uh, but six years takes time, right? We got a lot of people who are trying to quit jobs every two to three years because their needs aren't getting met. And, and I think they're missing out on really good jobs and really good organizations, really good careers because they're not sticking around long enough where they can build trust. Uh, so trust does take time. But you got to understand that as leaders, um, your people want to know if they can trust you. So that means in your personal life, uh, 
what does your personal life look like? Are you a person of integrity? Uh, are you a person that when you say you're going to do something, you get that thing done? Or do you struggle with that, right? All of this leads to uh, more trust or lack of trust with you, okay? Uh, so that's pretty much uh, what I want to talk to you about in this first video. It is never about you. And, and, and I don't think there's any better way that we can start our videos for this class is, is for you to understand that. If you're making it about you, subconsciously, consciously, whatever it is, you will struggle in leadership for the rest of your life until you can change that about you is understanding it is never about you. It's always about other people. When you get that right, uh, the success that you're looking for that you want, whether it's in business or nonprofit or, you know, whatever it financially, whatever it is, it's going to begin to take off. And it just makes sense, right? If you really care about the marketplace, you care about other people, you're going to be out there trying to solve problems. You're not trying to make your dad proud. You're not trying to make your mom proud. You're not trying to like, you know, get another title uh, behind your name. And I'm sharing this with you because I'll tell you back in my early twenties, uh, I'd say most of my twenties, I really wrestled with, I, str I struggled with this. And uh, maybe in one of the future podcasts, I'll talk to you about my own story that brought me to, you know, here today where I struggled in my own leadership. And it was John Maxwell and, and a couple other books that really turned it around for me. And then I, I made the point of saying, I want to do this the rest of my life because it deeply impacted me. But, but the biggest thing I had to get over was that it's not about me. It's always about other people. That's the key. What a great reminder for all of us today. It is never about us. It's never about me. I think the podcast spoke for itself. And uh, so I don't need to, I don't need to get in there and just repeat what was just said, but I think it's just a good, re a good reminder for you and a good reminder for me. That, that in everything we do, if we're wanting to see the success that we want, uh, it's really about making it all about other people. Uh, hey, I really appreciate you listening, uh, taking time to listen to the Leadership Masterclass. Uh, it means a great deal. And um, next week, we'll get back to our regularly uh, you know, schedule. I, I'm, I'm trying to get to the CNN article. I'm hoping that we can get to that soon because that's that's fascinating. But that story is not going to go away. It's going to be a case study, I'm sure, at some point. So we'll, so we'll get to that. I'm sure there'll be something that happens between now and then uh, that'll be good for us to talk about that's happening in the world around us. So um, I appreciate you tuning in. Thanks so much for listening. I hope that this podcast today from Prof. JC, my alter ego, <laughs> I hope it added some value to your life and to your leadership. I'll see you in the next episode, everybody. Take care. <laughs>